This episode is brought to you by the No Tech Talk podcast, where the only rule is to have no tact. That's right. It's spelled T-A-C-T, just in case you didn't get it the first two times. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and tag us on social media wherever you share the episode. You can find all the socials and information on www.notactalk.com. Now let's get to the show. Welcome back to the No Tech Talk podcast, where the only rule here is to have no tech. Uh, welcome back again. I mean, I just I always feel like um, when I'm talking to people, like in between episodes, it's, it's so much fun to get feedback on like the person I had before, the people they had before. And uh, in season two, as we get to the holidays, it's only getting better. The people that I'm having, um, the, I guess, the privilege to talk to, they're all killing it. You know, like I try to make sure that my um, my guests or guests are of uh, top tier, you know, high quality for you guys. And so not only are we, are we pushing this out to the people that are listening, but I'm learning a lot through talking to people. I'm learning so much just about life in general, whether it be motivation, whether it be, you know, we're going to talk about today, just all type of stuff. So I just encourage you guys just to share the episode and just don't just get the knowledge, right? Share the knowledge and let's all grow together. So today, if you're already watching the video, we see you have the Denmarks, right? So they're a husband wife duo, Ashley and Antonio, and they're best known for their lease option strategy and securing and buyers to lease option their homes. Now, before I keep going, as you listen to this, I'm gonna tell y'all too, a lot of people just kind of want to hear, you know, like what's going on in the media. I'm not that type of podcast, right? That's cool. We might talk about like what color Cardi B shoes and stuff are wearing, right? But at the end of the day, I think we all want to be successful. I think we all want to do better and be better, right? So a lot of times I call people out these type of episodes because a lot of learning and it's a lot of knowledge. So, hey, get your pen and paper, pause it, come back because you want to listen specifically to what we're saying. Anyway, uh, the Denmarks have created the X-Flipper method as a way for investors to double their returns in comparison to the old school method of flipping. This couple has been added renovating homes and lease optioning them to clients while walking them step-by-step step through the process of home ownership. They work alongside each other to help make each other make dreams come true while raising their five children. All right. The two of them have developed a passion for helping others on how to buy and sell using creative financing, how to identify the best tenant buyer. They also enjoy helping the tenant buyers, which could be you, right? I think could be the person. Okay, great. Obtain the dreams of home ownership. Denmark's goals are to create a change in the generations to come by helping people today start the conversations of growth and change. So with all that being said, welcome to the No Tech Talk podcast. What's up, Jay? What's How's up, it going? What's going on? So how, how y'all feeling today? Let's just start off with that. How y'all feeling? What, what's the mood like? Today's been a good day. Yeah, we haven't did anything stressful. It's been a family day. Went okay. to church. Nice. Went to lunch. What was for lunch? Lunch was barbecue. Okay. Rodney Stone, a barbecue joint in Birmingham. Yeah. So delicious. And then we went to go check on one of our open houses to see how that was going. Okay. So how did, let's get right into it. How, did, how does that start? What do you mean you checking on your open house? Like take us to like kind of like a day to day for you guys. Okay. So checking on the open house. Yeah. We have an agent that is currently, that has, a, well, we have a house on the market and the agent had an open house yesterday and today. Okay. So yesterday we didn't go check it out because we had another event, but today we promised that we will come check it out, bring the kids so they can see it. Um, 
But when we went in there, it was a potential buyer. Okay. That was interested in buying it. It was two potential buyers. So we had to hurry up and get our five kids out. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I had to get some money, right? I feel it. (laughs) So how did you guys even get started doing it? Especially like as like a husband and wife couple, right? Because usually it's like kind of one person, maybe the other person kind of helps. But y'all, I'm looking through social media. I'm seeing both of y'all everywhere, going live, doing all type of things. How does y'all do this together? Like, that's crazy. Uh, I would say it didn't necessarily always be like that. Okay. Uh, Ashley got laid off from regions about 2015, 16. 2016 yeah. was when I got and laid off. I was kind of always doing it, but not full time. I was a football coach. Okay. And in 16, we decided to go at it full time. Um, and since 16, real estate has provided for us and our family. Mm. And we left our nine to fives alone. Yeah. So what was that transition like? Because I'm sure y'all, y'all like listen to a lot of podcasts, maybe, or listen to motivational speakers you scroll through instagram for five minutes like quit your nine to five or even go to church right there's a big thing and like the preacher be like i ain't telling y'all to quit but chase your dreams you know what i'm saying like so (laughs) it's always like a gray area of how you maintain oh yeah so what was that like i didn't want to quit the nine. well i didn't want to (laughs) quit the nine to five first of all i didn't want to do that because i was in a good position okay but when i came back from maternity leave they told us they were laying off the middle level managers and I was a middle level manager and in order to stay there I would have had to take a ten thousand dollar pay cut right so I was like you know what Mm -mm." and I I actually attempted it but when I attempted it I was fasting at that time and it was my first time ever fasting and I had just had our first son and I remember driving home that night the day I re-put in the applications for the jobs that would be a $10,000 pay cut. And I just kept feeling like something was hitting me while mm-hmm. I was driving. And then I heard God say, you telling me to close doors that no man can open and open doors that no man can close. And I'm trying to close this door, but you have your foot in the way. Mm-hmm. And the next day I had to rescind all of my applications and pull back my resume because at that point it wow. was confirmation that was it. Now, now I will add, Jay. We, yeah. We, it was kind of a vision from the beginning. Okay. It was his vision, but it not was my mind. vision anyway. So, like, we, when she left, we already had 10 properties. We were cash. Oh, okay. Not, not what we thought we was going to make, but we <laughs> right. did have passive income coming in. So, okay. I always say anybody that's thinking about making that leap, let's secure some passive income before mm. you take that leap because this, this road of entrepreneurship. It's rocky. And you okay. want to, you have a solid foundation to stand on. Absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, I think a, a big thing we're going to talk about today is is taking that leap or is fighting, I guess, kind of like the anxiety and fear. And it's rightfully so. I oh, have yes, a big sir. thing about talking to people and I'm like, okay, well, everything you're saying is right. It's true. It's justified. But what now? I have a big thing. It's like, okay, so you still going to be in the same spot? You still going to have the same fears next year? You're still going to see other people struggle, but they didn't eventually make it, you know, right? And so it's like, what what do you think is the, the biggest thing that somebody has to get over, like, you know, like, to put themselves in that mindset to get to, God, to where you guys are? I think it's a mental shift. You have okay. to read books. Okay. You have to have an accountability partner, someone that's going to push you on days 
and they don't even have to really be working with you, but yeah. just someone that's going to push you on those days where you just don't feel like doing it. Um, I got two things. Uh, one right. thing is don't be afraid to fail. Um, we fail every day, but we fail for. Okay. Uh, other thing is stop worrying about what people think about you. Yeah. Do you. Like, they looking, they watching, but if you truly believe in yourself, if you truly believe that this is what God has called you to do, then do it. Even if okay. it looks even if it looks different, do it. Did you have like uh friends or family in your circles that were kind of like, I don't know now? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's not a good question. The good question well, is, I'm just asking. I'm just did asking. you have anybody that said, let's go? Nobody, no, but nobody no. cares about those people. No, no, <laughs> nobody. They, they, nobody cares about the people that's in your corner. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I heard that was harder. Like, I see that on TV, but like, ain't that like a scam? Like, yeah, all people all got type of stuff to say. Even when, uh, I was, I'm go ahead. I was just that my mom was like not the mom this what you want to do she <laughs> said well baby make sure you have a plan b but my mm. mom has said that all my life make okay. sure you have a plan b and i think this was the first time i was able to articulate it to her uh -huh. or i was bold enough to say it to her and i was like well my plan b is to make sure plan a works that's what i'm talking about no plan and B. <laughs> she paused for a minute and she was like well okay baby <laughs> Man, because it's weird, like going from a stable, like something that's comfortable, to I don't know. It's it's on me. It's that's that's a lot. I um I was talking to somebody about that. I'm getting out of the military next year. Well, in about about a year in February, yeah. and I'm right at that 10, 11 year mark, right? And so I mean, family, friends, people, of course, people at work, like just do the I said, just do the twin, da, da da da. And if I wasn't sure before. I was definitely sure, like, my, so my last birthday was in August, and I, I went home, Birmingham, and my uncle, um, old school, super old school, right, you know, uh, he was so proud when I got in, and then I told him, like, hey, you know, haven't seen you while, you know, we chopping it up and everything, he was, so I told him, like, yeah, I'm probably gonna get out next year to do A, B, and C, and he, it's like, it's like in Florida, you know, and so, like, <laughs> it, it really did, it, like, he looked at me like I was making the worst decision in my life, he, because my dad did 20 years like in um the steel mill, US steel. My uncle did 20 years somewhere else. Like that's that's the thing. You know, you growing up, um, do do the 20 years, two kids, a goldfish in the middle class, <laughs> Not you know, a you know just, just a two kids and a dog and a goldfish, whatever, right? Um, and just do do that. And that's in people's minds, I think we're slowly getting out of that now. It's they they think that's stability, they think that's what you should strive for. Right. And then the people that are doing something different or making all the other that that's just completely outside of their mind. That's not even yeah. feasible. Like you're yeah. you wasn't born with money or you didn't have to do this. Oh. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of times it breaks people before they even get started. Yeah, man. And, for, uh, for me, yeah. to, to talk about a little deeper for me, yeah. My my mom got laid off after being on a job for 20 plus years. Yeah. And it was like seeing that happen knowing that you're not secure in that nine to five, mm. it really touched my soul. And, and I always felt like I didn't want to put my faith or my family faith in anybody else's hands. If it's going to go bad, if it's going to go wrong, it's going to be at my hands and at my faith. Mm, that's good. I know too, I'll talk, I got an inner circle of my homeboys. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? I'm thinking, my wife is thinking, 
let's say to next July. I'm already in 2027, you know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm like both. I'm like thinking because, you know, it's on me. And that's maybe that's the old school, like Southern thing, too. But like it's it because my wife, she's a doctor, makes great money. But it's still in my head. It, she can get laid off or she can whatever. But at the end of the day, my family is going to be like, OK, what you going to do? You going to do, you know, and I, wow. I know and, and seeing my wife doing her thing, I still always felt like responsibility as a man i want to ask you about that too as far as five children wife holding it down you know pushing it out there your facebook name is x flipper like it's you in it right you know yeah. it's like <laughs> it, how do you as a man kind of deal with that because i have so many episodes uh with talking to men just as far as like pressure you know being a black man especially how do you kind of deal with that and push forward and this might be cliche but i promise you it's not me man okay i, I lean on god and my faith is heavy. I grew up in the church and I believe with all my might and all my soul that all things are happening for my good. Yeah. But the good things are bad things. Yeah. I believe that he's leading me down the path he wants me to go. And at the end of the day, we're going to be where he wants us to be. Okay. And then now for you, how is that in supporting and then being that rock? and foundation which is what i think it is y'all correct me if i'm wrong this is my perspective how is that pressure on you you know because we because we don't have no kids yet right so we we doing trial and error with my dog right (laughs) give an example give an example so we we were learning we needed this too because we've been i think married about five or six five years yeah and so she's more strict because her parents are more strict in some areas and like training them like the small time examples Not, not a comparison just saying and then for me, I'm like, man, let, let the man be a dog. When I get in, you know, I want him to jump all over me, have a good time. She's like, no, it's not what the trainer said. So we kind of like going back and forth, right? And so I see like with me, he's like wants to play. But with her, it's, you can, it's like the maternal thing. He likes wants to just relax around her. The mom has like that different effect, right? Uh-huh. So we're kind of seeing like what roles we're going to play. But I do know that, hey, she might do a little more to train or like the stuff that she does like around the house. I'm, I'm seeing that for the future. Y'all, I mean... Man is in one area, but y'all, y'all really like where where the rubber meets the road. So, what is it like for you? And then on top of that, having the business and all type of stuff. What is it like for me? It's never, um, it's never a quiet moment. It's okay. not gonna be quiet moments. I am. I try to cut off work at a certain time. Okay. So that I can spend time with the kids and spend time with him. I more so when it comes to supporting him. I pray to God that he leads him and gives him wisdom. Yeah. So once I pray to God, if he tells me something and he's like, I think this is where we need to go, mm-hmm. I'm going to trust it. And if I don't trust it for some reason, I'm going to pray about it and ask God to show it to me in a different light. Okay. That's so what that happened way with I us. Can follow. Yeah. Well, I told her I was trying to get out and she was like, it was like, oh, man, are you leaving the military? You know, because her dad was Navy. Right. Ooh. And he was a police officer. So like that, that structure and stability is heavy. And so I told her, I was like, hey, I'm just tired of putting on a uniform. I can't. I'm good. My back hurt. I don't know. I'm tired. You know, I'm like, I got to do something different. But that's, that's so crazy. OK, so I want y'all to kind of help me. Right. Okay. Even when we read the the uh, the bio, got kind of confused. And, and I want y'all to like really kind of make it Barney style. I'm like, OK, I want to get started. I say I'm coming to y'all. Right. I'm like, okay, I want to make more money. Obviously, that's usually most people's uh, thing. 
usually I try to attach something to like, hey, I want to have generation generational wealth for my family. Give them a why, a reason, right? But if if I come to you right now and say, hey, how do I get started? What do I do? I'm lost. You know, what what's the first thing you say? First thing I would personally say, yeah, is find you a mentor or some type of coaching program. Get some education. Okay. That's on. kind of the first thing I would say. On okay. if if you're looking at real estate, I would say on real estate or whatever you are planning on pursuing. I want to do what y'all do. If you want to do what we do, yeah, I would say get some coaching, get some training. That's the first thing. And I'm not even saying it's from us. Just okay. from somewhere. Um, we, we are heavy believers in education. Okay. From college graduates to paying for other mentors and coaches. Yeah. The first thing I would say do is get some training. The second thing I would say do is learn how to find properties. Um, and for us, we got an easy step on how to find properties. Okay. First thing we're going to do is get you an email that okay. only properties go to. Okay. Nothing else. Only properties are going to this email. The second thing we're going to say do is go join all your local groups on Facebook, your wholesaler groups, your okay. realtor groups, anything in your area. The community groups. Community okay. Groups. So just kind of seeing it every day as you scroll, like this type of yep. language. And you, okay. You, yeah. Getting all those groups. The third thing I would say is put that email under every house you see for sale. Okay. When you see for sale, put your email so that you can get on the real estate agents and the wholesalers buyers list. And wholesalers and real estate agents are kind of the same people but different. Both mm -hmm. of them sell properties. Yeah, the real what? estate agents are licensed. So what's like, for me, what's the major difference for me to know, okay, do I go to one or the other for whatever? Both. You got to both. Okay. both. You can be with either one. Okay. Go to both. And, and once you get your email out there to the different realtors and wholesalers, yeah. you got to start making offers and get in the game. And, and don't be afraid to offer properties based off of your training and your learning on what you can pay for them and what the rehab is going to cost. Okay. So I'm thinking credit. I'm thinking upfront money. I'm thinking what? Like, what? what yeah. is this? So you you really don't have to have any money to start real estate. A lot of people think okay. that you got to have credit, you have to have money. No, you don't. You can start real estate with absolutely no money. Okay. You just may have to get a partner. And maybe your partner has the money or your partner has the credit. Okay. Um, so whatever you don't have, find a partner that has it if you don't have it. How do I find a partner? So you'll have I'm, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Oh, okay, great. yeah. Okay. here's one way you can find a partner okay Say you are going to get your hair cut and yeah. you're talking to your barber your barber's like man i got to do something more than just cutting my hair i just put my money in a savings account and he's just like still in the game how much are you making on that savings account i don't how know much? like one yeah. okay what if i told you we can go 50 50 on a deal if you help me fund the deal Hmm. I'll manage the rehab. I'll um find the house. I'll manage the rehab. Do all the groundwork. I'll do all the groundwork. Okay. And we'll 50-50. Nine times out of ten, he's going to tell you yes. Okay. At least going to be interested. Yes. So okay. that's one of the first conversations that you can have with finding a private, finding a partner or even finding a private money lender. 
um, which is someone that's not a bank, Mm -hmm. that has money in a 401k, that has money in the savings, and that's looking to make a return on your investment. ROI, first acronym. We we call it a pro (laughs) tip. I'm going to give you a real good pro tip. Okay. Whoever you're thinking about asking to be a partner, go to them and say, hey, do you know somebody? That's looking to invest in real estate. Yeah, take the pressure off. Take the pressure. Take the pressure off. Hey, I'm, I'm, I got a property, or I got a looking at a property that we can potentially make some money on. I think you might know somebody that can help. Okay. Tell them about the deal and tell them how much it. I think together, me and this person can make thirty thousand dollars off of it if we do it right. Mm -hmm. They probably won't have to invest nothing but twenty thousand or fifteen thousand. Immediately, it's a red flag. Yeah, that like, light go off. Wait a minute, and I said mm. red flag, but that's a that's <laughs> yeah. a light bulb. Like, light bulb go off. Hmm. So uh-huh. I, I think too that the, I guess the whoever wants to get started will have to kind of have effective communication, right? Oh man, yeah. yeah. I think that's some, that's part of the the research too, because a lot of people are just kind of scared to talk to other people. Yes, you yeah. gotta. But that's why I say you gotta start with education. Okay. Yeah. Because to be able to talk to talk to, re- to okay, yeah, to yeah. Talk to talk. Because you can right. role play and learn that. That's okay. It. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I got um, a partner, and so uh, now what type of property am I looking at? Like a, a twenty thousand dollar property? I don't know if it even exists. Like hundred thousand dollar property? Like what is? What does it look like? A twenty thousand property does exist, but it's but trash. It's not one that you <laughs> really want to land on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so we can do, we'll do simple numbers. Okay. Say the property costs $50,000. We'll go okay. $50,000. Um, say once it's fixed up, it'll be worth $100,000. Okay. The rehab on it is $15,000. So if you buy it and rehab it, you're going to be all in at $65,000. Okay. You can get a lender to lend you the purchase and the rehab. Mm-hmm. And it'll cost you points and interest. Points are basically interest. Um, and they'll fund it to you. Either they'll ask you for a down payment, mm-hmm. depending on some, because all lenders are different, and some won't ask you for a down payment. Okay. As long as you're in 65% of the ARV. So if it costs 50, your renovation is 15,000, that's 65%. So nine times out of ten, you're coming into that deal with just the points interest and okay. you're closing. And so everybody is involved, is kind of looking towards the end. After all is said and done, what's gonna be the profit? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So I saw too that y'all said y'all taking the old way of flipping houses to a newer, better way. So what was the old way? The old way was you got that loan. At sixty-five thousand, you okay. put it on the market. You try to sell it for a hundred, and you make in approximately how much, Sonia? Approximately. Um, that's a disclaimer. I deal in net numbers, okay. so I, I don't really yeah. like gross numbers. I, that's fair. I like net numbers. So yeah. from that sixty-five, you're going to have a lot of fees. You got to pay your lender. You got to pay your partner. You got to pay All your right. agent, agent. You got to pay the for any repairs. <laughs> The, mm. um, agent file, so you're that probably gonna walk true. away with ten, fifteen thousand dollars net. Okay. On a, on a good deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and I know to the average person, it's like that's great. That's a good. 
but you're gonna also pay taxes on it. Yeah, I bet you're doing taxes for y'all. It's crazy. Yes, man. Let me get by six extensions. I do some October. <laughs> yeah, so I was saying, though, too. So, your net, you if you net 10,000 on that deal, that's kind of what most flippers make. They, okay, the flippers telling y'all stories, man. They show y'all these big checks, uh-huh. but that really don't be that just be down payment money, interest payment money, all yeah. type of money. That into the deal, they just getting a lot of it back. Okay, so that's the old school way. And so, right, so the way y'all do, yeah, new school is what the ex flipper way is. You'll get that loan, and then you'll find a tenant buyer okay. who will be able to purchase the house in six months to a year or eighteen months, whichever way you get. They'll put down an option fee. So mm-hmm. that option fee can range from wherever you really want to range from. Typically for us, it's $2,500 um, all the way. It can be to 10000 depending on the area. Um, after you get that tenant buyer in place, you're going to refinance it and okay. get out of that fix and flip loan. But you'll keep the property. You have the option fee and now mm-hmm. you're free to get out. So you're getting cash flow. Okay. So that's two ways right now you're making money. You're going to help that tenant buyer go from buying, I mean, go from renting to buying. Okay. So it may be something as simple as they don't have any revolving accounts on their credit card Mm. and add a couple of trade lines to their credit. Um, What's a trade line? A trade line is an account showing that you're paying it on time. Okay. okay. um, On your credit card. Gotcha. It, okay. it doesn't necessarily have to be theirs. They can be a co-owner or authorized user on someone else's. Okay. So adding that trade line, sometimes trade lines are getting getting your rent reported on your credit report. Yeah. So simple yeah. thing. Your phone on Experian, paying your phone bill every day. I mean, every month. Those yeah. are different trade lines. So adding, getting them ready to buy and then selling it to them. At that point, you've made money three ways on that deal. Hmm. You got an option fee, you got cash flow, and now you sold it, and you held it longer. So Uncle Sam is not knocking on your door for short-term capital gains. Man. You can depreciate things in the property, and you really make more money just holding it a little longer. And that sales price is going to be higher than 100 it's probably going to be 110, 115. Okay. And you don't have to pay a real estate agent permission. So you don't have to list it because you already have your tenant in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, some tenants will ask for a home inspection if they do, that's fine. But a lot of them are living in it. So they already know what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So that's extra money. You don't have to come out of pocket. So what would be. Let me see. It will be, an, I guess, an acceptable amount of risk, right? So, like, obviously, people think, don't think about the good stuff. Right? Like, oh, what about this? What about that? Like, what do I have to go in, like, I guess, looking for, worrying about as far as my first home? The risk is very low because once you refinance <clears throat> it, you've taken all your money out of it. Okay. So now the tenant buyer is paying down the rent. Let's say the tenant mm-hmm. decides they don't want to buy the house. Mm-hmm then you can get another tenant buyer in because we would recommend you doing a 30-year 
loan and not one that's a bridge loan or short term where you're trying to hurry up and get out of it. So, oh, I get it. So they have more um, skin in the game, I guess, because they're buying it now. Yeah. And that's constant passive income for y'all, right? Yeah. For 30 years. So pro- oh, okay. Yeah. So if they are ready to buy in six months mm-hmm. and they're ready to buy, say they're ready to buy with um, Capital One or Chase, they're ready to get ready to get pre-approved. Uh-huh. Once they buy it from you, it's theirs. So they okay. get the okay. to buy it from you. And until they execute that option, you're getting that cash flow. And you bring them in under the understanding that it's like a rent to buy kind of situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they okay. we, we call them the tenant buyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And from the owner standpoint, the, the good thing about being a doing a lease option or having tenant buyers is that they are responsible for repairs. Yeah. So things that go wrong, somebody that's on, on them. That's on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are paying that mortgage down for you. Yeah. So if you had a seventy thousand dollar mortgage, by the time they buy the property, that mortgage is paid down to sixty five, seventy, kind of depending on mm-hmm. what type of income, how much they're paying. So on you it. increase your equity in the house increases as they're paying it down. Your spread gets even bigger. Mm. I bet <laughs> you y'all have y'all Excel spreadsheets. Y'all laptop got to be like a one, right? I'm in sales spreadsheet. Okay, yeah, yeah, my he wife is, does all that stuff too. <laughs> he is super smart. He can count it in the air, but if it's not on a spreadsheet, Ooh. I'm lost. Yeah, she's the 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 thinker. I'm the doer. I guess I'm the I'm the extrovert. <laughs> she's the introvert, and we yeah. kind of it's perfect that way. Man, so so definitely a lot of prep. And all, all I'm hearing is that when you decide to do this, it sounds good. Generational wealth, blah blah blah. You tried to do this, you got to work. You got to put in them hours. Yes. It's, with, but with anything, you yeah. got to work to put in those hours. You don't, you don't make a million dollars <laughs> just by waking up. You gotta- well, you know, I find that, so, so like a lot of my positions, even in the Army, have been like talking to people, podcasts, getting it all out, you know? And what I find is that people are really okay with just being complacent. Like, um, not everybody says like, this new generation. I think every generation. I think in in people's head, they grow up and see an idea of what it looks like for them. They make it and then like they're just good. Right. Um, I guess that's good for y'all because not everybody want to go out and get it. So the more people that see how hard it is, they, they can quit and it's more property for y'all. Right. But well, go ahead. Yeah. And no, because you want like you want people to have successful families because if, yeah. they, if it's not, then they go come try to take things you have away from you. That's a good point. <laughs> so you teach more people how, how they say you teach more people how to fish. Yeah. Versus they come to the table, they can fish forever. Yeah, that's true. I, I always wonder what the the why is for people to want to go to that next level. Like, you know, is it for you guys see more of your children or like passing it along or like personally, where does that, that drive come from to kind of want better and more and to be in that next, you know, tax bracket? Uh, I think my pastor said it best today. He said all the time, uh, we, we had to work so hard. We had to climb the ladder so hard just to be at the bottom Mm -hmm. because we start from such a deficit. And our goal is to make sure that our kids aren't starting from the bottom. We want to make sure that we're giving our kids a head start 
and they jumpstart on whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. We're not pushing business on them, but whatever they want to do, it's not a thing to where they got to start from the bottom and work their way all the way up. So for us, that's kind of our goal. Yeah. And like for me also on top of the kids, I have my sister and my mom that's in the business with us. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I fail, I'm failing them too. If that makes sense. Yeah. So you got so you kids, got family working with you? you? Got family, yeah. Oh, it must be solid. They say never go to family, right? Or what? <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm just asking. <laughs> I would say it's a myth. It's yeah. all in it's all in how you communicate. Okay. Um, with people and with your family, not saying it is a breeze, but we all know the goal is mm-hmm. clear. We all know the vision is clear, and we're all working together to accomplish. Contracts involved or no? Or just understand no contracts. Would they ever be? Okay. Yeah, making sure everybody like on the same page. Because you know, you talking to somebody who don't get it. And you feel like you're doing a lot of the work. You're like, you're not on the same wavelength. I need you to have the same excitement for this or whatever. So, you know? Going back to leadership. Okay. The leader, you got to help develop your people. You just can't stick them into roles where they're going to be stuck forever. They know mm-hmm. the vision is not to work for us forever. Mm-hmm. The vision is to help us build whatever area they're in and to help them build their business based off of what we're doing or another direction they want to go. So it's not a work for Antonio and Ashley forever. It's about, let's build this thing. Let's get some money together. Let's automate it okay. as possible so that less has to be done and there's systems in place and people in place so that you can pull out yeah. and then do the same thing in your business, pull out, and now you got businesses that are running on autopilot. So what is that? What does autopilot look like? You mean like a low-scale version of like, okay, cool, I'm in a pretty good area. All right. I'm in Dubai for two weeks and I'm not checking my email. That's autopilot. Yeah. That, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I like that too. I, I think we got to a place to where, well, my first big like money moment, I guess, was like I went and got gas and I didn't have to like look at it. That's like low level. And it's life, but as a kid, I'm sure you was raised only put five dollars, only put ten dollars. <laughs> Listen, you, I don't know if y'all remember uh, some Cat Williams special. I always think about that. He was like, I was putting uh, gas in my car. I was like, Did I eat today? You know, he went past ten dollars. He was like, Did I eat today? I gotta make sure this ain't too much money. <laughs> facts, though, facts. Yeah, and so oh, I, people got it, man. I, I think bit for me. I motivate a lot of people. We motivate a lot of people on the podcast. I think, like, I think you touched on it too, Antonio. Like, you got to get tired of being tired. You got to get tired of, like, being in those first yep. and 15th months or first of the month situations or having to count whatever. Or, and the coupons are cool. But, not, you know what I'm saying? Like, having to live like that. Yep. And I, I, don't, I always impress upon people, like, I'm not trying to say, hey, you got to go be this super billionaire guy, Mark Cuban, whatever. But, like, if not for yourself, the people around you, you got you got to want better. Like I feel you like got everybody got like a little gumption in them, but it just you know like we were just meant for more. Like you got to believe that this it's, this can't be it. And that's why I was saying in the military, like the biggest structural organization alive, right? This this can't be it. I wake up, I do PT, deal with these soldiers every day. I come home tired, go to go to sleep at nine o'clock, wake up at four o'clock again. I, like this can't be it. 
That's good. Okay. So now where, where we leave off at. So I got my team. I have somebody who's really with me. So that's again making a conversation, somebody who's like on the same wavelength. Um, I'm under you guys, I guess, or I'm just still doing my own thing under y'all's okay. leadership. Okay. Okay. So I'm able to call me. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. Right. So uh -huh. picking properties. And so I assume, I guess, what plumbing, you probably looking at plumbing, the floors, and you looking at houses. What do you look for? And that, like the, the, I guess, the red flags for a bad house or good house? You're going to look for your big ticket items. Look at okay. the roof. Okay. Yeah. Roof. Um, if you see shingles that are lifted, Nine times out of ten, there's water coming in somewhere um, okay. or about to come in. So, you know, you may need, if it's a lot, you may need that roof repaired. Um, mm. If it's just one that's lifted up, you can probably get someone to replace that shingle and push it back down. Okay. Um, you're going to look and see if there's an HVAC unit. Okay. Or if there's a furnace, is it gone? You're going to make sure the plumbing is still there. And we, want, we, don't, we don't want copper pipe though, right? Some houses have copper pipes. You just might have to replace them. I heard a lot about yeah, copper pipe. People like stealing it and stuff, or like going into yeah. the air conditioner. Yeah. But if it has copper, we're not replacing it just because it's copper. Right. Like okay. if, it's, if it's leaking, or if it's, it's been stolen. stolen, or something like that, then we'll get it to replacement. But because it's copper, isn't a reason to replace your pipes. Okay, but you're kind of watching out for it. Yeah. Okay, and what else? Uh, you're going to look for foundational things, look for cracks okay. in the foundation. Uh, you're going to look for sagging in the house when you're walking through. If you put a fall down, if it looks like it'll roll to a corner. That's, that's a pro tip. Yeah, right. Okay. Pro tip. If the ball rolls from the middle of the floor to a corner, <laughs> then it's sagging. Right. <laughs> so y'all, y'all, y'all done if the golf ball moves, right? No, everything in the house can be repaired. Okay. Houses were built, so everything can be repaired. Cause you know, like on HGTV, right? Everybody watching it. I'm, I'm, I'm going it. And I was like, me and my wife be sitting there, like, ain't no way. They be like, yeah, we. Cause first of all, let me just say, we all know, like the the, the, the husband is like an astronaut, and the wife sells like index cards on Facebook, right? Yeah, we million dollars. Let's go. <laughs> it's like it's always some weird dynamic, right? And they say, well, this is accepted amount of risk, and they they add up the numbers. We end up making four thousand dollars. Like, how, how like? True is that you know I know it's a lot of stuff on the back end. Got to be like we're looking at like uh, property rollers or something. It's a lot of things they don't show you. Um, the details in the budget, how long it takes to renovate these houses. Yeah. On a TV show, it takes 15, 20 minutes solid <laughs> to renovate these houses. Yeah, the dude has like a jacket on. He goes down and breaks down one wall and go to commercial. Like you didn't do nothing. <laughs> didn't do that. You wore that same outfit for quite a few days. It's because you put on some boost. I mean, you out there renovating stuff. Right. Um, most of the time, <laughs> investors aren't the ones breaking down the walls. So you'll see them and they're breaking down the walls. That's not realistic in this world. When okay. you are truly investing, you're managing the projects. You're okay. walking in, you're putting reliable people in place. You're not actually demoing some people would newbies would but if you're really taking it to the next level you're not demoing the project yeah um the property may take you six months to renovate are you trying to work on other properties at the same time or are you kind of putting all your if the more properties you have the longer it takes okay yeah uh what else are they selling 
What else are they selling? They're not getting an offer. That quick. From the neighborhood. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> like, yeah, we put it on for a couple of days and we got <laughs> six new offers. And it's like, <laughs> no, it, it, it don't go like that. I think they prep these buyers and like, they hey, you gonna be on TV? They got HGTV signs everywhere. Yeah, yeah that's true. I don't. I, it just seems so weird. But that, that's it. Dramatizes and what's the word? Um, I'm thinking of a word. But basically, Drama. It makes it look, it's yeah, it makes it look all shiny. So where yeah. I can do it, I can go do anything, and, and you can't do it. It's just not gonna be that as simple. <laughs> you may have to fire a contractor. Right. So do y'all have like a team, let's say electrician, plumber, y'all have people y'all know y'all can call right now and get done? Yeah. And, and then so, we encourage you to build build it out. Don't just have one. Have three of everything. Yeah. Okay. So three electricians, three plumbers, three HVAC specialists, mm. um, three carpenters, three of everything because either they might be booked on another project, mm. they may just don't want to work with you anymore. Or they may put a price up too high where you can't even afford it for your budget anymore. Mm-hmm. They start counting your pockets. I think do a couple deals with them. So I thought it's more you if you build more relationship, they want to kind of stay in that thing or they funny act. Depending um, on the day. Depending on the day. So what's the I want I need to hear a horror story now. I'm excited. What's the worst? Ooh, I, we got a lot of them. What? Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and we got a lot of horror stories. So with, with like an electrician or something, like what happened? Like, take me there. So I'm trying to set the expectation for people. Of oh, like, a horror story with the electrician. I think you got a recent one. Oh, I just threw something out there. Y'all got one. All right. Oh, no, no, we got a lot of them. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, all right. Let me say this. Understand that we rehabbed over 100 houses. Yeah. So being y'all, a, well, y'all well within it. No sure. property is the same. All mm-hmm. properties going to have some issues. So we said we got issues. We got stores and days. Okay. All right, recent property, we are, well, our contractors renovated the house basically with the generator. So now it's time to get power on and it needs an inspection because before we purchased it, it was vacant for about three years. Okay. Electrician pulled the permit, um, told us they were finished and it was good to go to call for power. In the middle of the night, I don't even know why we were in the area. Coming from my daughter game. We came from our oldest okay. daughter's basketball game. And we decided to drive up to the house. Um, and it's on the hill. Mm-hmm. Hold up. The electrical is not even attached to the box outside. Oh. <laughs> you don't even look like you started. You and, ain't even did nothing. And you telling me <laughs> that I can call for power. No. That, that's that's one. Uh, another one is I, I paid a a handyman mm-hmm. to go in and change all my plugs and switches right. in the house. Trying to save money. Trying to save a dollar. Don't ever do that. Okay. He didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> and he 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 put all the wires backwards in the house. And it's just from changing <laughs> out the plug and the switch so that it's not beige, they're white. So putting just oh, plugs that's kind of simple, yeah. You, you think it's simple, but he crossed every he crossed everything up so bad that I end up paying more money for the electricity mm. to come out and troubleshoot the lock of the switches to even wow. find where the problem was. Because, like, he shut off, like, all the bedrooms. Like, <laughs> you couldn't plug anything up, turn on the light. Yeah. And then he he said, oh, it was already like this. Uh-huh. It was not. <laughs> but oh. it just really takes one of them to really be done the wrong way, and it can uh-huh. shut off. Yeah. 
So um, do you, how, so at what level do y'all stop trying to like, I guess, fix it? I guess a lot of stuff y'all go in there and make paint yourself or do whatever, right? No. Same call. Oh, no, not anymore? If I'm just starting out, am I doing it? Am I kind of like working on stuff? Or I'm still going to and let me address this real quick. We, yeah. we want to teach you how to be a business. We don't okay. want you to come into real estate and have a job. All, mm. We are about automation. We are about systems. We are about scaling. So we want to teach you how to do that from the beginning. If okay. you can't buy a property and rehab it without touching it, that's not the property for you. That means you, you're buying it for too high. Mm. You should be able to buy a property an amount that you can pay for everything to get done. Yes, and not pick up a hammer, not pick up a paintbrush, or do anything. Yes. I like it. I like it. But I think the problem <laughs> sometimes is people put their feelings into it, mm-hmm. and then they see a house and they're like, I want this house that's $150,000 to look like a $300,000 house. Uh-huh. So I'm going to put this type of tile in it i'm gonna oh, trying to be fancy. okay okay i'm gonna change mm-hmm. the formats of the room i'm gonna make the closets bigger but instead you should be looking at the houses that sold in the area and what what, what type of like. state they were when they yes. sold and all you gotta do is match it because that is kind of weird too you see this super dope house and the rest of them kind of regular that's weird yeah. they kind of yeah. make sure house stick out for a lot of reasons yeah. right? yeah. agree mm-hmm. Okay. See, I, I'm I'm halfway there. Halfway yeah, there. you're there. Yeah. You're there now. You're there. Well, my my, my dad, he um, I think he was just a landlord after he, he retired. So I, I remember working on houses with him and dealing with people on Section Eight. And um, I man, I remember this one lady. Ooh, she was so mean, just mean, just bitter. You know, you gotta like change your adjective when you <laughs> just just a mean, like. <laughs> So she went paying rent, going back and forth, and I went with my dad this whole time. We we had an F one fifty, a red F one fifty, like ninety eight. You know, we get in there, got the, the toolbox stuff in the back. And she's like, Miss, let's call her Miss Williams or Miss Smith, Miss Smith. Um, Miss Smith, you're not paying. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, he was like, I'm gonna call the cops on you. You got like real bad. So she's like, I'm here. You got forty dollars to get out. We went the next day. Listen, that house was towed up. It's like. It was like diapers everywhere, trash every. It's like she put out all her trash. I mean, she like broke the toilet, water everywhere. I mean, she like she left open the refrigerator, unplugged. It's all the food spoiling. And I'm like, this can't be what it is. You just dropped my memory by another whole. This is why we don't do rentals, though. Regular, okay. Yes. Another horror story. We had a lady that we had to evict, and. When we, when we evicted her, she left on her own, but we didn't know. So she left her dog in the house. In the bathroom. Huh. A dead turtle. So the oh, dog shit. the dog ran around and used the bathroom. Doing whatever, yeah. Doing whatever, yes. tearing up whatever. So when we Ooh. actually got the house back, it was like. It was horrible. It was like a, it was a, a water heater that wasn't even the water heater that was in the house in the middle of the kitchen. No. Yeah, it was, it was it was bad. Clothes yeah. everywhere. So food. that's so the tenant buying, I guess, process. That's very pivotal. In yes. The whole thing. Okay. And yes. They are better renters because they don't just yeah. want to rent. They want. They got buy. dreams. They got it's dreams. Your house. Yes. yes. So like, okay. you're not gonna move into your house and mess it up. Most of the time, they enhance the house. Yes. Because the way we design the program is that 
you're buying this house for you. For yeah. you. This is going to be your house. We're going to get the mortgage. It's your house. So you putting down an option fee. So a lot of times they don't want to lose that option fee. Okay. Because what we do is credit it back to them. So if they follow the plan and say they put down $5,000 option fee, then mm-hmm. what we'll do in return is give them seller credits of $5,000, but we'll match up to $5,000 yeah. maybe more. So if they decided, okay, well, I don't even want to buy your house anymore. They're not going to get that money back and that match. So they're going to need to have that money in savings. So mm-hmm. if it's something that they want to do, they're going to, one, get that option feedback and credit mm-hmm. towards them and get a match. So now you're at $10,000. You're literally going into the closing with no money. Some of them get money back from the closing just for having that option. Okay. See, when I talk to y'all, I just believe y'all. Does that make sense? <laughs> I mean, we, we, we do it. I, I, just, mean, I feel like you know what you're talking about. That's half the battle, I feel like. Yeah, I man. feel it. If you have a question, it I feel it, even through Zoom. It's a spirit. It's spirit. And, and we've helped so many people. We yeah. have so many houses that it's, it's just natural to us. Okay. And we took it for granted, but that was why it was important to start teaching people because a lot of times people would do the lease with the option and uh-huh. nothing else. Just leave the tenant in there and expect the tenant to figure it out on their own. Yeah. But most tenants can't figure it out on their own. Um, so that's why the other part comes in where you help the tenant buyer yeah. and tell them, okay, this is everything you need to qualify. Step one, step two, step three, mm-hmm. step four. It's simple. Let's do it. Okay. I like it. I like it. So let's take a step to the side a little bit. We get side segments of the podcast, the fun part. All right. Let's do it. I'm learning a lot, by the way. I I love this. And I said it in the beginning, too, because a lot of people, this will go over their head. They'll even skip the episode. I'll be honest with you. I had a guy, he's in my inner circle, a financial consultant. And I, um, I did a video. If you scroll back, you'll find it. But I was like, hey, that's, I think at the time I'm getting like, I don't know, 300, 300 people listen per episode or something. And then this one was like, I don't know, 50. Right. And I was mad because we always say, and everybody always on Facebook, somebody, I want more, I want this and the third. But when, when it comes to learning, you hear, I forgot what I named it, like finance, some or whatever. People just can't. Yeah. It, yeah. But they want to hear all this drama and stuff. But like when it really comes to something, I'm, I'm inputting this right here too. So just in case y'all forgot, when it comes to something, to do, I'm looking at y'all ebook right now, developing the plan, telling people what to do, not to be greedy in the process, like knowledge, right? The proven practices, it becomes a lot, and it's not. Y'all, y'all, y'all breaking it down. So I just appreciate y'all with what y'all doing. No problem. We just we appreciate you. Yeah. So first question, first segment. This is the random question I already picked it out of the day of the episode. I thought this was a really good one. This is for both of y'all. Y'all can answer it separately. I don't want marriage answers. I don't want y'all to be separate. Oh, no. We, well, one thing about it, though. We, 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 have, have, we have separate answers. That's good. I love it. Okay. So if you could uninvent one thing, what would it be and why? So something's already here. And you like, no, nah, I won't need that. Or it's stupid. Or it's, we, I don't like them or whatever. If you can uninvent one thing, what would it be and why? Now, I'll try to answer my stuff, too. I would say Netflix. Oh, okay. Go for it. Why? People spend too much time <clears throat> watching all these episodes that they can't grow themselves. Like they can't do nothing. They're just locked in and nothing else matters. 
So we can't watch our shows? No, not all day. Okay. So well, you could put like a um a parameter on it, three hours per account per three, two hours. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do in your free that time? Hurts, Antonio, that hurts, so what what do you do? What what are you like your hobbies? Like did you do the kind of I guess unwind? I probably just this is weird. I know. I just want quietness. <laughs> okay. Well, everybody want just think, quiet. Don't don't say anything. Be quiet. Um, are you reading a book? Are you stretching? I'll like, read a book. Okay, okay, I can, okay. I can preferably <laughs> take a nice hot bath. Mm, like self care. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it. What about you? But it's because I, I got no so idea. many kids. Oh yeah. I would uninvent. Yeah. Could I? Could I? Could I uninvent it and then reinvent it? Get out of here. Sure. sure. Which it's okay. I like it. What would you uninvent to make money, I guess, off of reinventing it? I would uninvent the school system. Whoa. Okay, you got to break that one down. I, I would uninvent the school system because I feel like wow. the school system teaches us how to be employees. And it doesn't promote entrepreneurship. It doesn't, pro it doesn't promote collaboration. It doesn't promote huh. self-awareness, I feel like. Would you take any um, subjects out? Like, would you take like Ooh. calculus out? Because I, I have I have yet to use the Pythagorean theorem. I have yet to. That's a part of that's a part I, of reading. Nope. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't even know it. To I'm good at I'm good at a lot of subjects, and math ain't one of them. And I'm like, when would I use this yes. math? Like, teach somebody how to do taxes. Let's start there. Yes. That's, that's, yeah, that's life yeah. skills. And I know some people are going to cut this thing off when I say this. Some of this history stuff they teach us, man. Mm. I don't know about the future. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can know a little bit, but we don't have to dive so deep. Yeah, we don't have to go so Well, deep. yeah, I think you should teach trends because history does repeat itself. That should be the biggest mm -hmm. part of history, knowing yeah. how, like, us as a people, I say, I think, I think somebody said every hundred years do the same thing. But you have mm -hmm. to kind of have the same kind of wars and stuff and just how we respond to it. But yeah. knowing the trends, that's important. Reinvent it. So just not necessarily take it out. Okay. Yeah. But I would reinvent it to a different model. What about PE? <laughs> would you change PE? Because <laughs> everybody's going to be fat. You need <laughs> oh, no. I'm just saying, would you change it? Like, because everybody grew up with the same, like, it was always weird, the same dynamic of PE teacher. You know, they yeah. all was like really good. You should probably know coaching, right? It was really good. Like one thing, yeah. it made you get like little sandbags or all the type of stuff we had over the years. <laughs> it really wasn't PE. Right. It wasn't. <laughs> it was trying to get the energy out. That's what it was trying yeah, to do. Or go sit in the stand, just sit. Yeah, I used to play spades in high school when I'm doing PE. So I did. I ain't going to come. <laughs> <laughs> that was back then. That's the past when we talk about Oh, okay, oh. okay. What happened? I might, I might leave. That's that's the break time they need a mental break. That's yeah, when we went to McDonald's, just left school for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> okay, second segment, and then we'll get back into it. We'll, we'll almost be done. If you could have any superpower, you see all my little superhero stuff behind my little superheroes, right? That's neat. Even my tattoos, I'm, I'm in it. I love it. Love all my it. favorite superheroes, they even got Jesus on there. He the main one, right? That's what's up. <laughs> If you have any superpower, what would it be and how would you use it to make money? Now, this is a selfish superpower. We kind of talked about this when we was on the phone. I know mine. You know yours? 
I'm but you gotta use it to make money. They gotta be selfish. Don't say I want to like hug people and cure their cancer. I don't care. No, we good. The guy. Right, I, I got the best one. Out. Go for it. I, I want to be a Professor X of X-Men. And I want to read people's minds and steal no, their ideas. I was going to say read people's minds. <laughs> See, that's interesting because y'all are married, right? And that would get sticky. That's going to come up. <laughs> I, I want to read people's minds and steal their ideas. Man. Wouldn't life get boring, though? No. I would just go on trips and say, what are you thinking? Hey, what are you thinking? <laughs> That would blow you away. <laughs> yes. No, you'd be scared. I think you'd be in line in regions or something, and you have like a, a killer behind you. You have a Jeffrey Dahmer or something right in front of you. Never know it. And you'd be terrified wherever you went because <laughs> people are crazy. <laughs> oh, boy. What's your solution? It was reading mine, but it wasn't for that. It was reading mine. You, know, you got to pick another one. That was mine. Oh, I went first. It could be a different reason. I don't know. Okay. All right. What's your reason? It's to read people's minds to see what they like. Like, so I can create exactly what they like. Uh So I can instantly always be able to sell to them because I know exactly what they like and what they need. Okay. Did you just say? My superpower makes money. No superpower. I I wouldn't want to read my wife's mind. It would have to be a cap. It would just have to be anybody who I don't love. Just what she wants. Mmm. So if she's thinking about a new house and she has this vision of what that house looks like, uh-huh. you can go ahead and find that house and create that house because she's going to say, this is exactly what I envision. So you wouldn't read your husband's mind at all? Mm-mm. Okay. My mind, I might get disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> mine was um, super speed. I always tell people mine was super speed because I'm a distance runner, but I'm not fast. So even when I was a little kid, I used to always run um run fast. But then this is this the kicker. I asked this question because it, it forces you to look within. I'm gonna get a little deep, right? So maybe four years ago, I got clarity on why I wanted to be so super fast because my mind was always super fast. Now stay with me. I found out I had ADHD, right? Real big, like real bad, like real bad, right? And so y'all ever seen the episode of The Flash? Uh-huh. You know, when he's running, what's, what, what is it like for him? Everything's it's like, slow. It's slow. Yeah. I always wanted, not. I, I thought it was physical, but it was mental for me. I wanted to br- slow my brain down because when you have ADHD, like, I, I swear I got seven different thoughts in the back of my head right now, you know? And so, uh, like, it was deep. And so I, had, I was like, I want to just slow down because my life is so fast. So, so it was kind of like an inverted reason to want to be fast because when you're moving at that speed, everything else slows down. I say that. So, for reading minds, um, it's kind of like a control thing, which makes sense because y'all entrepreneurs, it's all about time, hacks, money, whatever else. Now, it sounds like it's for different reasons, which is cool. I love it. Y'all talked about that. But it's okay if I want this thing that will help me out, benefit, you know, benefit me. We feel like we don't have a lot of control over things, so we're constantly trying to to kind of nip it in the bud. And the, the only thing about that is you never have a you never like have a day where hey I'm done controlling stuff. No, but you, you, you look at all the pro- hundred plus properties, people under you, five kids. I probably want to read mine too. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know? 
So you got so when you I think that's a, always a good date question or it's a good um like if you beating a friend or something like that. Hey, and it thought it's completely out of the left field too. Hey, man, if you guys any type of super what would it be? Um, for I think a hundred episodes, I never got the invisibility one until just recently. I used to always use that as an example because I never thought mm-hmm. anybody was gonna say it. So some someday, um, one day a lady said I want to be invisible. And so that was when I first started kind of getting into like the superhero kind of world. Uh, usually people that want to be invisible, they have self-esteem issues. Oh. Right? You know? And so like, if you look at so she said, I want to, I want to see, I don't want to be, I want to just see, I want to just be like a fly on the wall. Not for like to get insider trading tips or to see who doing, she said, I just kind of want to just go exist and be invisible because that would cause her to be, you know, not be seen. <laughs> yeah so if you look at look at any type of power i don't know being superman or that that whole dynamic or being super strong or whatever so if you're super strong what you probably feel weak in a lot of areas i want to be strong i want to push past my insecurities that's a lot about what we talk about on here so i, I think that is so deep yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you look at like the writers and even like stan lee whoever else like they created these like like the x-men thing they um Professor X, what was the other guy? Um, Xavier, I don't know who it was. No, it was, it was the Magneto. That, yeah, was, that, that was Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. They created, um, was the X-Men off of them because who, uh, Professor X, he wanted peace and Magneto was with them hands. He said, no, nah, y'all, y'all, y'all not gonna accept us. So we gonna make everybody else mutants. We gonna be Black Panther. We gonna do whatever, you know, and, and push the issue instead of being peace. So that was the direct dichotomy of Professor wow. X and um, Martin Luther King Jr. And then Magneto. I did not know that. Me either. That was yeah, crazy. it's crazy. Now I'm going to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> you are not going to go watch no X-Men. Maybe something else. So let, let's finish up. So I think we talked about most of it, unless I missed anything. So please. No, nah, um, we're here for the ride. Okay, good. So I want to talk about it's um, I, only thing I really didn't understand. I guess I couldn't look up was the a gap funder. Did we talk about that? Like getting funding? It, it, it like, only... We talked about it. Well, can we, we, can we double about... back a little bit? All right. So a gap funder is your partner, a private money lender, someone that has some money wants to make a return on their investment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And they'll they'll basically get the deal started for you. Oh, so, that's pretty much it. Because I'm reading it. I'm, I'm trying to yes. find things that would kind of look yes, confusing to so, me. So, like, when we say gap funder, what, what we do is we use the gap funder to create a 100% fund. So, mm-hmm. we will borrow 80% of the fix and flip loan from a hard money lender, and then we will borrow 20% from the gap fund, mm-hmm. which create a 100% fund. Okay. So the 20% person is the person we call the gap funder. So once we borrow those funds, we're in a deal with none of our own money. And once we refinance, we pay all of them out. Now we have the property with the note on it and a tenant mm-hmm. in place. With none of okay. your money out. Okay, so basically, and I'm, I'm putting it all together. What y'all do is, y'all kind of like the, I'm let me see. So I come to y'all to create my own business to not touch the property, to help people, or to be under y'all initially, but to ultimately be on my own, on my own, mm-hmm. to create wealth, not this money, but wealth. Mm-hmm. 
to be in Dubai for two weeks and not look at my mm-hmm. email. Bingo. Okay. I love you it. Got it. <laughs> and it sounds crazy, but but we have people that are actually executing. Yes, they're yeah. actually executing it without right. any of their own money, without any of their credit. And some people have their money and had their credit. We were talking to a young lady yesterday. Mm-hmm. She's like, I got enough money to buy my own personal house, but I really want to invest. Where are you living? She was like, well, I have a personal house. Let's stay in your personal house. Mm-hmm. And let's take that money and maybe you can invest it in two or three properties versus just one. Yeah. Do y'all believe in doing the... um? What's it with the duplex? Are you live in one side? I'll have you. Absolutely. Like that? Is it's available. Okay. Mm-hmm. We we, we kind of look funny. So like our main strategy is lease options. Yeah. That's who we are. That's what we do. That's what we look for. But at the same time, we say send all deals our way. Okay. So we don't just lock into only one way of investing. We're open to commercial. We're open mm-hmm. to apartments. Whatever the deal, however the opportunity presents itself, we will take a look at it. Yeah, I think it's important to have tools in your toolbox. So as the deal comes, if it's yeah. something that you have to be creative on or do things that are outside of your norm, you can rely on those tools in your toolbox and just implement them. Okay. Do y'all feel like I missed anything as far as what you guys wanted to put out? Like, as far as what you guys do? It was a lot of information. I want people to get to. Uh, we just want to come chat with you, Jay. We and I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, I know that um, in life in general, I think what you said was good, was everything has a, everything takes work. Even yeah. if you want to be low level, whatever. It's, it's, if you're a fry guy, you still got to have the perfect ways to get them golden print, right? <laughs> and so I, I don't want people to ever get discouraged on hard work, on learning, on um making excuses or like hey i'm too old or i'm too this or i'm too young or i don't have enough experience and i think uh, when we all say stuff like and i say stuff a lot of stuff too like you said like you said sounded cliche the only i feel like the only reason things are cliche is because nobody ever does them right Mm. it just sounds good and then, then people think well that sounds good and they don't never do it or like you know you go to church like today and then you leave feeling good, but then Monday you back to doing the, the same stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like you, at some point, whatever your reason is, you got to figure out um, how do I push myself, insert your name here, per- listener, right? How do I get myself to get to the next level? Because for me, I always use myself as an example. I'm a hard learner, so I got to get myself no other way out. <laughs> you know, I got to like call you and tell you like hey man i got i need you to talk trash to me if i don't do this because that's that's what motivates me is you like all right man you said you're gonna do that i ain't saying you do nothing and that that's gonna like fire me up right so i need stuff like that and so you personally listener have to find what that is for you to ultimately get what you want because you only dream for so long you know you can only do the same thing for so long until you make it a reality and just you know do, do pick your one cliche thing because a lot of quotes out there. I, I tell I used to tell people to find a quote or, or whatever. <clears throat> use use that one phrase like um hip hop he, he the hip hop preacher doing something so bad like what what do you say um you gotta you gotta success what do you want to breathe and so when you say, let's say you take that quote you really have to make that real to get past that fear and then I think personally that it's not so bad. Yes, it's work or whatever, but like you still you still have that North Star something to look at. So that, that's yep. so good. Agree. Okay. Last segment, my favorite segment. 
we'll get you guys out of here is the scripture. <clears throat> so no matter what we talk about um, on the No Tech Talk podcast, I always want to remind people to get some word in. You don't got to believe in God. Um, I hope you should. That's this other episode. We're going to talk about that, right? But um, I want people to get some type of scripture because uh, it's, it's, it's paramount in, in this life. Y'all talked a lot about going to church and kind of living those ideologies. So that's that's great. I'm sure it definitely blesses the business for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with like a clarity and um, kind of we- weeding through the, the stuff. But um, for me, you know, I grew up super old school, like Birmingham, Tarrant, Alabama. I know that's it. Yeah. So like it was New Hope Baptist Church. It wasn't the one you know about. It was like one off in the cut, like out like in Tarrant, like population like 20, you know, like I'm the, I'm the, I'm the drummer. I'm the usher. Blah, blah, blah. I have like 17 episodes on church hurts, but I don't get into that. But just like growing up in the church, right? Um, I tell people like, hey, you know, uh, try God, try just scripture, chew on this, you know, and I watch it change your life because it's never been a point to where I go searching in the Bible and I didn't get my answer. All right. Um, to preface the scripture, I always tell people to look in a different translation. So don't just read the KJV because it's kind of confusing. Or don't just read like good news translation of message because it might be too simplified. So like I always come out, bring mine of um, NIV. So new international uh, translation. Like I came to Proverbs 24 and what was it? 24, three and four. And it says that by wisdom, a house is built and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. It's y'all's scripture. The great thing about it is that nobody has gotten this scripture before. Nobody ever will. So this is just for y'all. It's Proverbs. Yeah. Now, I'm going to run out eventually, and we'll see where I'm at that day. Someday I'm going to be on Jesus' web. Other days I'm going to be in, you know, Kings. And I say, Jay begot John begot Jane and make it fair. Oh. <laughs> so for me, um, it's, so for me, something my dad taught me was, don't pray for the thing, pray for wisdom, right? And that's what it talks about. So it's about why wisdom a house is built and through understanding, is it, is it established? We want to be established. Everybody wants to be what we see on TV or that thing we see on Instagram and stuff. So I want, how do I get there? I'm sure I'll get a lot of questions like that. Um, how do I get to the, the rare and beautiful treasures, right? And it's by wisdom and believing in God. I think that's the only way. I know that other people have had, had success and not believed in anything, right? And that's a whole nother story again. So I always try to cover like, you know, different angles how people think. But I do believe that um, to, to ultimately be established here on earth and in heaven, it takes praying for wisdom. It takes praying for a relationship. It takes praying for the un- intangible things aside from the material that we want. And uh, that's what I got. What y'all got? <laughs> I can read it again if you want. Read it again. Go ahead and read it again. Proverbs 24, so 3 and 4. By wisdom, a house is built, and through understanding, it is established. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. So I got understanding as alignment. Okay. But you understand, you align yourself. And wisdom... <laughs> I got it with, in everything you do, don't try to do it based on the knowledge that you have. Like, Mm. seek more information. Seek 
more understanding, seek education, because without that, you don't know enough. But once you, and God tells you to seek for wisdom, ask for wisdom, and he will provide it. So getting that wisdom before you just jump out and say, I'm going to quit my job, or I'm going to start, I'm going to do something extreme, get alignment from God, make sure it's according to his will, and then have him to send you that wisdom or that education so that you can do it. I love it. I'm probably the worst guest ever. Um, no, you're not. <laughs> but what I, what I wanted to say is I want to touch on something you said. Okay. Uh, I know earlier in the show you said that you had an uncle with you. You had a talk with your uncle. And yeah. You kind of tell him your visits and your dreams. Um, two things I would say. If you haven't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad yet, that's a must read. Okay. And not just from a real estate standpoint. It's a mental book that will help shift the mentality or it will challenge the mentality you grew up with. And the second thing I would say from a wisdom standpoint is find a way to create passive income before you quit that job. Okay. Before you make that decision to jump, find a way to create enough passive income to at a minimum take care of your expenses. Okay. That's my time. No, that's good. That's what you got from it. Man. <laughs> the room is gonna be filled with nothing if you don't got no passive income. I feel it. <laughs> it's great. I love y'all. Y'all are awesome. I I, I love it. I I, I hope that people got a little bit of personability out of you guys as well. I think y'all guys are very genuine. Uh, you know, definitely know what you're talking about. You, you're the the information is out there. You definitely have it. I didn't see you pick up like one note or nothing, right? So I think, <laughs> I think, I, I, you'd be surprised who I have interviewed. <laughs> but I'm just saying, some of them didn't make it. Just saying. Anyway, but um, I do I do want to make sure that when people do hear something on the, on the episode that is from good grounds, I do believe you guys are like doing the work and it's from good grounds. Yeah. I wouldn't push nothing out there that I didn't believe in myself. So just thank you guys for what you do. Thank you for the the sacrifice you're making, obviously for your family and others. And uh, that's it. (laughs) Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it. I want to say this. Um, Just for everybody who's listening to the podcast, I'm going to send it to Jay. But we're going to give you our free book on how to invest in real estate without using any of your own money. So that should help you jumpstart and do it if it's something you're interested in. Yes. Awesome. And how can we reach you? Where do we find you? What's the best way to contact you guys? Facebook, you can find us, The Denmarks, IG, okay. The Denmarks. Um, if you want to follow us personally, I'm Ashley Denmark okay. on Facebook, and he is X Flipper on the X, Facebook. The X Flipper method. I love it. The <laughs> I love it. That, that's, that's dedication. Cool. Well, this has been another edition of the No Tech Talk podcast. Always a reminder to live life on purpose and to always live a little No Tech in your life. Peace.